Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. is right on time. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to worship at Downtown Church on this second Sunday of Advent. And it is a special second Sunday of Advent because 10 years ago, um, with a small group of worshipers, uh, this church was started. So happy 10-year anniversary to us, Downtown Church. Let us return our praise to God. Let's pray. Creator God, you formed us. 
drawing us together and building something that our wildest imaginations can't capture. Thank you for inviting us to create alongside you, God. Thank you for trusting us with your plan for the world, the inbreaking of your kingdom, right here, right now. Amen. Amen. Let us now stand and sing together. So beautiful, how could we 
wandering children who wander away from their parents and get lost. We get lost, yet, like the prodigal son, God welcomes us back. God welcomes us back to God's beautiful love. So confident in God's love and God's grace, let us now be honest with one another and with God, reading together the prayer of admission found in your program. Let us pray. God, we are imperfect. We confess that we have not gotten everything right. We hurt others even when we try to heal. We would rather be gods of our own instead of following you. We are sorry. We want to change. We long to be your church and your people. Move within us. Walk beside us. And help us to love others as you have loved us. And hear us now as we pray together silently.
the Father. Glory be to the Son. Glory be to the Spirit. Three in one. As it was in the Friends, the promise of grace is this, that when Jesus, our Lord and Savior, hung from that cross, the cross that we put him on, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. We still don't know what we are doing, and God still forgives us. Let us live in peace with one another and with God. Alleluia. Amen. Listen now for God's word as it comes to you and for you from the gospel according to Mark chapter 1. Be reading verses 1 through 3. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it was written in the prophet Isaiah. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My goodness, it's good to be here with y'all. Thank you, uh, Don, for the invitation to say a little something on this momentous occasion, and thank you all for letting us join you uh, for the party on Friday night. Completely forgot you could dance in church. Downtown church will remind you of that. Uh, The people of God are gathered here this morning to worship and in doing so to bear witness uh, to the miracle that is and was and will be downtown church on the first Sunday of December. 10 years ago, the first worship service at 701 Whaley was held. People showed up. And the congregation that day was about 150. I wore a red flannel shirt and blue jeans and a black Nike sneakers and the pulpit that day was a music stand and the scripture was the same one that we just read. And the sound system was a hand-me-down from another church and there was no stage that day. We couldn't afford one at the time. And up above my head was a disco ball and below my feet was a black and white checkered dance floor, and there was a wedding reception the night before, and we didn't plan for it, but the left-behinds from someone else's party were repurposed for our own. The crowd of witnesses that day were well-wishers that knew that we knew would not be coming back the next Sunday, and, and there were some rubberneckers that sensed a big accident might be about to happen. And there was a core group that we had been gathering and growing for 11 months. That core group started small, just three families, including my own. And the six of us had dinner together. Uh, David and Marilene Sloan, they sat over here to my right. And Michael and Carolyn Bauman were to my left. And 
Sarah sat directly across the table from me and my pitch that night dragged on for a while. It went through dinner and then into dessert. I had written, you know, a mission plan that I was proud to share. And all my talking, though, it could have been reduced to one question. Do you uh, want to start a church together downtown? And so the six of us, they, they did say yes. By the way, it would have been strange if they didn't. And that, that would not have made for a good story here at the start of this sermon. The six of us kept asking the question, and soon there were 10 that said yes, and then the 10 kept asking others, do you want to start a church together downtown? And then there were 30 that said yes, and then 11 months later, there were enough yeses to start a church together downtown. And now, 10 years after that worship service, it's clear to me that downtown church is not the sum of all the yeses. It is what happens when you never stop asking the question. And with the benefit of hindsight here, and, and after being gone from here for three years, uh, the seven-year journey of starting a church from scratch with all of you looks different from this perspective. With a little distance from the day-to-day uh, of downtown church and after living like you through the last two years of national angst. You know, I'm humbled to admit that keeping count of all the yeses was actually easy. Collecting all the yeses in one place for Sunday worship is easy and packing up the church in a trailer and a closet every Sunday for seven years so all the yeses had a seat and decent coffee to drink. That was easy. And renovating a building for use by all the yeses was easy. And saying yes to starting a church is easy compared to being a church that's willing to say, I don't know, but, you know, I'm willing to find out with you. The world that we have been called to serve is not aching for another collection of people that are certain in their yeses. And we don't need to hear another tune from a symphony of the self-righteous. And apologies in advance uh, for anyone that thought this trip down memory lane was not gonna include some preaching. If you have not been listening for the last 23 months here at now, all of creation is groaning in labor pains for the birth of something new. There is this pandemic that is resistant to our attempts to pray it away at the altar of American exceptionalism. And there is this movement for black and Asian and Latino and indigenous lives that is resistant to our demands to just keep it quiet over there. And there is this revelation that the benefits earned from our grand bargain of capitalism have been distributed inequitably. And there is a generation of young people that are wondering if the adults in power care that the weather is getting weird and the planet is warming. And there is this quiet dread that at any moment all hell will break loose. And it'll be every man, woman, and child for themselves.
And if we stop talking at each other long enough to look in each other's eyes and pause to be present with what's staring back at us, we will discover grief for time that has been lost and weariness from fighting about schools and masks and vaccines and longing to know that there is still a voice that's crying out from the wilderness with news that Jesus is coming. Oh, this world that we have been called to serve never requested and does not need another successful church for successful people that know how to pick a winner. All of creation is groaning in labor pains as we wait for signs that God did not forget about us. And 10 years later, the question is still being asked, will you be a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord, making his path straight? Do you want to start a church together? The gospel writer of Mark is so eager to answer that question for us that he forgot to put a verb in the first sentence of his gospel. Mark's beginning is abrupt, it's direct, it's defined the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Actually, now that I look at it, there's barely any space in that sentence to add another word. This first fragment of Mark's gospel is so heavy with theological and Christological and evangelical impulses that a lonely little verb would have seemed out of place. Beginning and good news and Jesus Christ and Son of God, the expectations have been set so high that if you didn't know the rest of the story, that first fragment might sound like hyperbole, more than an honest assumption. Ignoring all the rules of good storytelling, Mark rushes to the climax before introducing any of the characters. And I'm over here like, you know, hold up, Mark. When is the beginning? Is it now? What is the good news? Who is Jesus Christ? Where did he come from? What has God got to do with him? Why should we care? But Mark is in a rush, which leaves us begging for quick answers to all our questions about the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But instead of getting a written response, a mission plan from the author with the facts that we think we need to keep on listening, we are told to go and look in the wilderness for a messenger that is preparing the way. Out there in the wilderness was a man named John that baptized. And he was forming a new worshiping community of people far away from the big city and the bright lights of Jerusalem. And John was this unlikely messenger for a lot of reasons. But for today, it's enough to know that the church was not in Jerusalem that he was forming. Jerusalem is where you went. If you were thinking about beginning the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's where you think that beginning would be, where you think it would start, because the people with all the influence were there. 
The ones with enough money to write the checks to start a new church. And the religious gatekeepers were there. And the people keeping count of all the yeses were there. Jerusalem, not the desolate, dry wilderness was where you would go to see if anyone wanted to come and start a new church together. But instead we're told that the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was destined to launch in the dark. Nobody heard the whisper. Surprise. The good news that God is alive has been entrusted to the vagabonds and the wayfarers and the drifters and the nomads. God has made a home with the ones that we cast out to the margins. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is out there with the people that don't know how to impress with long sermons and tidy testimonies and definitely do not wait for your pastors to share instructions on how to finish that first fragment of Mark's gospel for you. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ will not come through a delicately constructed sermon from a professionally trained preacher. It is going to be born in the people that are crying out in the dark. Here on this second Sunday of Advent, while we are giving thanks to God on the 10th anniversary of the church that you have come to call home. The gospel writer of Mark has interrupted our hallelujahs to deliver some hastily scribbled directions for where we should go to confirm that God did not forget about us. Stop standing in the same spot expecting to see something different. Go to the wilderness and talk to the people with nothing to lose. The good news is that you will not have to travel far. If the last 10 years is any indication downtown church knows how to find its way in the wilderness, even if you just started coming here 10 days ago, you can tell that the church is not done being born. And in her leadership and her preaching, Dawn is asking you the same question that animated the beginning of this church's journey. Do you want to start a church together? And praise God, this congregation is stocked with people that are still saying yes. And I don't know about all of you, but I do know enough of you to testify that a bunch of us in here said yes in the dark when we didn't have anywhere else to go. After we'd been rejected by other communities of faith, and while we were struggling to put two words together to form a decent prayer, right after we lost a job, we said yes while we were mourning death. And we said yes while we were coping with addiction. And we said yes while we were going through divorces and while we were blending our families. 
And we said yes while we were desperately searching for a place for our kids to be accepted. And we said yes while we were struggling through the transition into retirement. And y'all dress up well, but in the interest of keeping it real, and because you cannot email me anymore with unsolicited feedback, <laughs> I will say the silent part out loud this morning. The people God gathered at downtown church are intimately familiar with the wilderness. This church was born in it. And now with the benefit of distance, I live halfway across the country now. And the benefit of grace that can only be known through the passing of time. I see now that the gospel writer of Mark was in a hurry to get to you. The voices of ones crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. My prayer for you for your next 10 years is that you will not grow tired of life in the wilderness or lose the directions for how to get there. This afternoon, Sarah and Shepard and Abraham and I were gonna go and fly back home to Dallas. And you know, God called us to serve and to learn from a community that looks very different from this one. In February in Dallas, we'll, we'll mark our 166th anniversary at the First Presbyterian Church of Dallas. And, you know, I'm a pastor now uh, to a church with more members that are above the age of 90 than children below the age of five. And despite how unfamiliar it felt at first and how unfamiliar it has felt after being here, especially for seven years. We have grown to love them and, and learn how to let them love us back. And if you're wondering uh, what the next 10 years holds for downtown church, then know that over in Dallas, God is already giving birth to the rest of your story. On January 9th, we're going to launch a new worshiping community that is modeled and inspired after this one. And we're doing the same thing that we did 10 years ago. We're inviting people to dinner and, and we're asking if they want to worship God with us and, and through our community uh, so that we all can reveal the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And just last Sunday... We had our very first preview service. And on the Saturday before, Shepard and I, we, we went to the church to set up chairs and put out programs. You know, Shepard was two months old uh, the first time around at 701 Whaley. And last Saturday, she helped us move a piano. <laughs> And together we adjusted the tables just right. And, you know, the permanent lighting hadn't been installed yet, so we had to jerry-rig some old stage lights and fabricate some diffusers. We're cutting paper. 
And I remember thinking to myself, I cannot believe this is happening to me again. (laughs) And the next day people showed up and they too were a bunch of wilderness wanderers. And I could tell, you know, I learned from you all how to pick them out. The worship wasn't perfect. One of the kids had a block and he was just banging it in the back the whole time. And my microphone was buggy for most of the sermon and the AC didn't come on when it was supposed to. And for a minute, I had every reason to doubt that God would make something out of what felt like our nothing. But then I thought about you. To God be all praise, honor, and glory on this day and forevermore. Amen. I roamed across this land And felt the pulse of every heart of every man I sang some songs to heal the soul Looking back, it felt so very long ago Folks overtaken by disease All the people lost make me fall right down on my knees all I can do is cry and shout I knew I had the trust and faith that love will work it out joy will set us free if you do But I knew I had to work it out Cause love will make it right I said, joy will set us free
Let's sing it, y'all. Joy will set us free if you do believe. So don't you ever doubt. Don't you ever doubt. Oh, love will work it out. Love will work it out. I probably should have introduced Amos. For those of you that don't know him, uh, I apologize about that. But Amos, as you can tell, is a phenomenal preacher. Uh, he's a mentor and an entrepreneur and a prophet and a tinker and our friend. And it is so good to have you here. We don't usually pass the offering plate, as you can tell. <laughs> um, we don't usually pass it. But today is a special occasion for us. And we're not dumb. We know, we know that um, there are many of you here who want to mark this milestone uh, for us and want to celebrate with us, and so we are. We're going to pass the offering plates, and, um, and we're going to do it together. We're going to invest in what our future holds. You may have seen there's some, there were some envelopes on most of the chairs, probably not all of the chairs, with a, a 10 on the card inside, and there's more in the back if you want uh, we are kicking off a project. We're creating something new. We're calling it the front porch. And it's going to be built just beside us. And it's going to be an infrastructure for our growing kids ministry and for our outreach. You can learn more about it on your back page of your program or I preached a sermon about it last Sunday. But here's what I want you to do. It's about to get real precious up here. So I'm going to invite you now, if you want, to fill out that card. And then when the elders come by with the offering baskets, you can drop you know, your cash or check or that card in there. And here's the deal. Uh, a few households said yes already. Um, few households have put together a matching gift up to $500,000. Half a million, that's a lot for downtown church, y'all. <laughs> Half a million dollars so that any commitment made today between now and the end of the year, it's gonna be matched dollar for dollar up to half a million dollars. So I... <laughs> We got an elder who doesn't like it when we clap. <laughs> uh, it's for Jesus. I want to say thank you to uh, I want to say thank you to those of you that have said yes when we've asked you you want to start a church, and not just from the pastors, but when you guys have started to ask your neighbors and your buddies and your running mates and your friends, we are here because of you asking that question. So thank you for going first. Thank you for co-creating with God. God is not done with Downtown Church.
go to war with yourself Hearing it come through the rain Don't you go to war with yourself Hang on a hold on that pain Let go, let go, let go Put it all out of your mind I know, you know, we know It's time to Put down what you are carrying Put down what you are carrying Put down what you are carrying Put down, put down, put down now Put down what you are carrying Put down what you are carrying. Put down what you are carrying. Put down, put down, put down now. Don't you go to war with yourself. It don't look good on you. Don't you go to war with yourself. You got other things to do Let go, let go, let go Of everything holding you down I know you know, we know The time is now Put down you to a question, Grandma would say, pray about it. If we couldn't figure it out, she would just say, take it to the Lord. 
I don't know if as a child if I believe that or not, but as an adult, I model that. And I know that to this day, we can still pray about it and we can still take it to the Lord. And I believe that God still hears our prayers. And I join you now, or ask you now to join me as we pray for all people. All hearts open, all minds still, all heads bowed. Let us pray. God of the wilderness, we thank you for the wilderness. For contrary to conventional wisdom, there is beauty in the wilderness. Oh, there is even joy in the wilderness. We can even find peace in the wilderness. Because when we request, come, O Lord Jesus, come, we know that Jesus shows up in the wilderness. We pray for those who are struggling right now with solitude and loneliness, dissatisfaction, unacceptance, being ostracized, being cast up, feeling like there's no place to go. Let them know that they are not alone in the wilderness. We are not alone in the wilderness. We are here in the wilderness today still saying yes. We say yes to peace. We say yes to love. We say yes to joy. We say yes to worshiping your holy name. And though sometimes in this wilderness we know not where we are going, we do know this. We are together and you are with us through the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for our time in the wilderness. Bless us, Lord. Give us the courage and the strength and the vulnerability and the peace of mind and an open heart to go out into this world not being ashamed of you nor being ashamed of the wilderness. Let us all tell our wilderness story to the world. The world needs to know our wilderness story. The world needs to know that we do not always have it together the way they think we do. But if it had not been for God on our side, where would we be? We thank you for the paths to come ahead. Though we may not see the end, we know every step you take with us, and for that, we are truly thankful. And now we ask that you hear us as we pray together the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would you please stand with me for the affirmation of faith, your Apostles' Creed? You can find it in the bulletin. Family, what do you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third, and he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
Please remain standing and sing with us. Now, friends, go in peace. You have been set free to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. As you go, may the road rise to meet you, and the wind be always at your back, the sun shine warm upon your face, and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen and amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.